My name is Nathan Gold. I hail from the San Francisco Bay Area and travel around the world coaching thousands of people for high-stakes speaking opportunities, especially when you can't afford to miss. In today's show, let's go behind the closed door of a pitch coach session, where I help people communicate the value of what they're doing, why they're doing it, and why anyone should care. Kelly has an idea for a television show, and she's ready to tell me all about it. Let the pitch elevator begin. So Kelly, uh, tell me a little bit about what you're working on. I'm working on a lot, but specifically today, um, the one I wanted to talk about is called Launchpad to the Limelight. It's a show I created. It's a talent show based in 1983, which is a decade I'm obsessed with. And it's broadcast live on Staten Island Public Access Cable. It's hosted by this fame-obsessed couple who bring the absolutely most untalented talent of New York City to their basement studio to film. It's a very serious talent show for the very seriously untalented. So the series revolves around a couple, Joe and Suzanne Firmbutz, who put on a brave, exuberant face, but they're really just falling apart inside. And doing this show is the only thing that's keeping them together as a couple. Joe takes way more interest in the cute male talent on the show than he does in his own wife. And Suzanne has inserted herself into Joe's already running show in the hopes that she will be discovered. And Joe and Suzanne are banking on this program being picked up nationally. So they needle each other with cutting tongues during the show, but they're wearing just big freaking smiles on their faces the whole time. So Joe and Suzanne and the performers on the show all know that this is their big break. It's just around the corner. So the stakes are really high with each performance, with each episode. Everyone gives like their full heart and soul to each performance. And the performers range from like singers, tap dancers, mariachi bands, nice throwers, like anything, you name it, it's there. And everybody's earnestly performing their numbers with all of their heart and soul. And the entirety of each episode is complemented by the latest in 1980s graphics. So you've got awesome circle fade outs, split screens. It's like Ariel Pink, if you guys know that artist from Feels Like Heaven. Um, and after the artists perform their numbers, uh, Joe and Suzanne go and interview them, ask them about their day-to-day -day lives, what's going on. And everyone on the show absolutely believes that they are phenomenal at their given talent, which they probably are not. Joe is a Staten Island native. He's a scrappy lower middle class kid, and he tends to micromanage every situation. And Suzanne is an Oklahoma native. She maintains a sweet Southern disposition, but through her smile, she butts heads with her husband. And she comes from oil money. She believes that if you throw enough money at a situation, it can all be fixed. So this is a bit like Star Search meets Wayne's World. I'm glad you said that instead of someone like me having to say that because it's actually an amazing you, you statement that you just said. <laughs> well, you rounded out uh, a nice description of what the show is going to be about and who's going to be on it and so forth with uh, its Star Search meets Wayne's World. And to me, that's one of the most powerful things that you could probably say in a case like this because when it comes to you pitching like this, whether it's a minute, two, three, or four, you have to remember that that person's hearing you for the very first time, similar to the way I am. And I'm going to hear a whole bunch more today. 
so what am I going to remember tonight when I get home and I'm sitting across the table from some people and I say, you know, I met some really cool people today. So you're not just telling me what you're working on, but you're also telling my entire network. So having me be able to tell people, God, I met this woman online who's working on this show. It's like Star Search meets Wayne's World. And so long as you know what Star Search and Wayne's World is, it's golden. That's the danger, though, of using a simile analogy or metaphor, though, is perhaps somebody may not know what Wayne's World is. They'll probably understand what Star Search is. But either way, you have to know your audience and you, you use that simile analogy or metaphor when needed. And it could possibly be the one thing that people remember more than anything else that you said. Up to that moment, the one thing that stuck in my mind was you said, this is a very serious talent show for the untalented. And that, that to me was a great opening for you to take me in all sorts of directions, which you did with Joe and Suzanne as the hosts and so forth. So I have one big question for you, which didn't really come out in this part of the pitch, and perhaps it might come out if I gave you more time, which is, why are you doing this? So there's so many reasons. One, because I just, it is so much fun. I've already shot a teaser and pilot, and my biggest issue on set was laughing out loud so hard that I would ruin every shot because it's just so insanely fun. I, I'm very lucky that I have access to amazing talent and amazing improvisers. And I just thought the setup was really, really funny. And I like the idea of the underdog and somebody just trying to make it on top and, and, and doing everything they can and using all of their resources and putting all of their heart and soul into something that, that probably isn't going to happen, but my God, maybe it will, maybe it will. Uh, and it just seemed really fun. I wanted to create a playground for all of the talented talent that I know. And, and this would be a revolving door of, uh, of a way to bring in all of the talent that I know and, and have been blessed to, to work with and give them a, a chance to just play. Yeah, the playground for all of the talent, talented talent you know is another really beautiful statement. So I don't know if you have a really good PR firm working for you or if you're just totally creative yourself, but I've heard three amazing lines here that could probably save you a significant amount of money from a PR standpoint. So super, <laughs> super well done. Thank you. So let's move on to the, uh, that's the verbal part of things. Let's move on to the vocal and visual. Unfortunately, I can't see any of the visual, but from a vocal standpoint, I can tell you that you sound incredibly confident, committed, and your voice is really easy on the ears. In my view, it, in my ears, it resonates in a wonderful frequency that we could listen to for hour after hour after hour. It's probably close to what some people would even call a radio voice. And uh, you also e exhibit lots of vocal variety in the way you describe things. So it's really interesting. I'm convinced that if I was in a room with watching the audience listening to you, they would be leaning forward, eyes peeled forward, and they would not be looking at their smartphones. Would that be the case? I, I, I would hope so. In my mind's eye, yes. <laughs> No, I'm talking about in reality. I mean, you've presented before, haven't you? I have, yeah. I was really lucky to find people who were just as insane as I am who thought that this was a great idea and wanted to work with me and jump on board. And have you been trained as an actress or done any improv? I'm just curious. Tons, yeah. yeah. See that? yeah. 
I can almost tell, not just because of the way you're speaking, but after 11 years of listening to people and watching very closely and, and, and really going to improv myself and seeing what it can do for you as a human being to become more comfortable with your own voice and your own body, it just sounded like you had either acting experience or you have been in improv. And I'll tell you, people always come up to me and say, how do I get better on stage? What can I do to just like be like you up there? I say, well, go to improv. And it's actually the last thing they ever expect me to say. And when they go, they come back and say, you know, that was the best suggestion I've ever had. So very super cool stuff you're working on. So where are you at right now? Tell me a little bit more about where you're at. In terms of? Progress, filming. Oh, oh yeah. So we, um, I was really excited. Um, I got a great crew together, um, some really talented sound and DP and, and, and actors. And, uh, so we, we shot the pilot and the trailer. And so right now we're in post for that. I have most of the, the sound done. I have, I'm pretty meticulous in terms of time and planning. So everything's pretty well planned out. My editor doesn't have too much work to do. It's just a matter of me figuring out, do I want shot A from camera A or shot B from camera B? Um, and then the next step is to go to production companies, see if anybody feels that it's a good fit for their what they're working on, and then to use those production companies as a launch pad to go to networks. Or also, I have uh, tons of friends um, who have shows on different networks like uh, Adult Swim, Comedy Central, uh, Netflix, Hulu. Um, and so just uh, talking with my friends who are showrunners or producers on those shows and, and saying, hey, do you think this would be a good fit for any of the producers or showrunners that you've been working with? Well, it sounds very cool. Do you have any questions for me? Uh, no, I don't think so. Thank you so much for your feedback. I really appreciate it. No, you, you know, you have absolutely not one linguistic disfluency in the way you speak. Have you ever heard that term before? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a trained Shakespearean actor. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and a former opera singer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No wonder why you have a voice like a, she's sitting there in New York saying, yeah, I know. That's right. Some other people have said that too, Nathan. <laughs> Super great working with you. I, I wish you a lot of luck with this program, and I hope to get to see one of the episodes myself. Thank you. I look forward to it. I'll send you on the first episode. You've been listening to The Pitch Elevator, and I thank you, our listeners, for giving us part of your day. I want to thank our pitcher, Kelly. This episode was recorded and edited at Women's Audio Mission in downtown San Francisco by Veronica Simonetti, along with Danny Chaparro and Jessica Mao, our assistant engineers. Our producer is Ethan Mayers. Larry Wong and Bradley King are associate producers. Mitchell Tong is our associate director of photography, and Phil Olarte is our webmaster. Check out our website at pitchelevatorshow.com or follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Until next time, and as always, I'm Nathan Gold.